is Chasing Curiosity, a podcast that dives deeper into topics we wish we knew more about. I'm your host, Alicia Tillman. This is week two of our friendship series, and I'll be talking with my friend Tim Lindstrom as we continue our exploration of friendship and how it shows up in people's lives. Tim shares his experience with hetero male friendships and provides some great insight around how different friendships can fill different roles in our lives. Hi, Tim. Hi, Alicia. Um, so today on the podcast, I am here with my friend Tim, who I have known for many years now, decades. Longer than probably both of us care to admit. Probably. I feel like I could admit it. Since at least 2005? Five, six. 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 Yes. six was the Squano summer. That was a great summer. It was. So we go back, yeah, to camp and college and way back. Um, And a lot of great friends there. I'm just thinking the topic of of friendship, a lot of interesting friendships made at camp. Mm -hmm. Um, That's friendship and a pressure cooker is working at camp. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It is friendship and a pressure cooker. You're like, you're going to be together for two months nonstop. Mm -hmm. See what happens. (laughs) And in a lot of ways, it becomes relationships and a pressure cooker too. Anyone who's been at a summer camp (laughs) knows how that works. (laughs) Some last, some don't, you know, it is Mm -hmm. what it is. (laughs) Um, So will you tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you work, um, like, I guess where you live, anything else you want to add in that's interesting? Sure. So um, like Alicia host said, um, we are old college friends, so went to college together at North Park in Chicago. Um, but now I currently live in Madison, Wisconsin. I've been here for almost a decade. And for this entire time, until the beginning of the summer, I was a grad student and just finished my PhD in May. Ooh. And I'm still living in Madison, um, still at UW-Madison, but now no longer wearing the student and uh, instructor hat, now just wearing the instructor hat. So. Yeah. Um, teaching a couple classes in environmental studies. And um, yeah, that's that's probably as much as I can say right now. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I feel like your like degree and what you're teaching could be a whole nother episode about environmental studies, but we'll save that for another time. Sure. Um, okay, so I would love to hear from you a lot of things, but to start with like what we're talking about friendship. Like, what do you think makes a good friend? Um, probably someone who is a good listener. Um, somebody who is empathetic. I'm thinking of like, cause it's easy to make, it's easy to like kick off a relationship with somebody or it's easy to like connect with somebody on super superficial levels. But like when I think about good friends, lifelong friends, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they tend to be people who are good listeners, who are, um, who have empathy, who can like, you know, um, identify with your problems because hopefully good friends talk about problems to each other and, and talk through problems with each other. Um, somebody who's loyal, not, too judgmental. Um, <laughs> just the right amount. <laughs> just the right amount of judginess. Um, yeah, someone like, you know, we'll, we'll keep you honest, but also um, isn't like, um, uh, yeah, I guess like spiteful. Um, and 
you know, for me in particular, I think it's someone who's intellectually curious. So somebody who is always like wanting to learn about new things or discover new things because it just sort of helps to keep the, you know, the, the, the conversation good. It keeps the, you know, the, the, the level of dialogue fun and entertaining. Um, so yeah, just a couple things. Yeah, those are great things. I want to be friends with people who have all those things. Um, I think I probably am. But so like, do you, are there people that come to mind when you say those, those qualities? Like, do you have, and, and do your close friends have all of those qualities or some of them? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know that there's any one person who necessarily embodies like all of those qualities. There's, I don't know that there's like a, yeah, a 100% perfect friend from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. But um, certainly like my, some of my closest friends will have a lot of those qualities. Um, and so, you know, when I think, you know, when I was talking about intellectual curiosity, I think about people like Scott or Cooper, um, people that are always reading, people that are up to on current events, people that like are curious about the world and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, when I talk about loyalty, like I was thinking about my friend Derek and his brother Jacob, who I've known since I was a in you know first grade mm -hmm. and wow. we've been close friends ever since um and they're they're i mean all of those people the interesting thing about like the closest friends that i have is they are in all all cases because i'm not a good um i'm not someone who's good at maintaining the day-to-day -day friendship as you can probably appreciate uh <laughs> it's it's pretty common that you'll go like, like months or even longer uh without hearing from me um but like the best friends that i have are friends that you can go months or years without necessarily communicating and then you can give them all or, or see them and just sort of like pick right up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about those, like, especially the long lasting friendships, like people you've been friends with forever and you can just literally pick up like that's special. Um, and it makes it sustainable because so many people come in and out of our lives that like the ones that are going to last have to be able to pick up like that. Um, right. It's really, Awesome. Um, so the friends that you've had from like childhood, like what do you think has made those friendships last or endure? Yeah. So I only actually have two friends that I would say I still keep in touch with from childhood. Um, and they're both brothers and it just so happens that one of them is my age and the other one is my younger brother's age. And so the four of us grew up together. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it is yeah. just, they were, I, I think it's been a long time since I've seen them as friends and, and more so seen them as family. Um, so they probably, that, that type of relationship is pretty unique, I think. Um, and probably one reason why they've stayed, we've all stayed friends for as long as we have is because, yeah, it's like my brother, Jacob was one of his best friends. Derek was one of my best friends. And we've all sort of continued to keep in touch with each other. Um, but also Jacob and Derek are two people who, um, you know, when I say that I'm not that great at keeping up with, with friends, it's not like they are, but they are people who, you know, if we haven't communicated for a little while, they might like randomly call me or send me a text message to be like, Hey, what's going on? Um, and not everybody does that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's probably, the reason one a couple of reasons why we've stayed close for as long as we have because almost all of my other friends that i had in high school um it's not like i wouldn't consider them friends still but 
I, and I, and I, you know, I'd be super happy if like I bumped into them on the street, but, um, but I don't keep up with anyone, uh, except for those two guys. That's, I think that's like, I think that's like communication part is like super interesting about how, what works for your friendship and what, like, it's going to be different for every type of friendship. Um, so you said, um, like you would still you wouldn't necessarily not consider, um, well, that was double, is that double negative? Wow. Um, like you would, yeah. <laughs> you would consider those people friends, maybe people you haven't talked to or kept up with, but that, that makes me wonder like, what is a friend? Like what are the different types of friends? Um, cause I've, this is something that part of the reason why I'm doing this, this whole series is like what we have such a wide range of what we think friend is and how do we decide like what friends are, are meaningful to us in certain ways and how do we like identify that? Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever thought too much about like why there is a sort of organic tier of friendships that sort of works itself out. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm not alone in this where there, there are people that you would consider like really close or I don't know, lifelong friends, however you want to define it. There are other people that you've been friends with in the past, but maybe you haven't kept in touch and um, for one reason or another. And so there might be on like a, you know, a, a rung lower than the lifelong friends. And then there's some people maybe that you were friends with, but it was almost purely circumstantial. And you know that now that they're out of your life, like you don't really care if right. you see them again. Um, and that might be the lowest tier of like, <laughs> of, of friendships. And I don't really, I haven't thought much about like why, what differentiates like the lifelong friends from the ones that, um, you know, that you might still consider a friend, but that you don't uh, keep in touch with. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about like how that sort of works itself out. I, I sort of feel like with every place that I've been in my life, whether that's like childhood, um, undergrad, uh, living in Sweden for a couple of years, and now being in Madison for the last nine or eight years, um, at each of those sort of stops of life, I've made a lot of friends, but then typically what happens is like, I take something like two to three, you know, like less than five yeah. people from each of those stops of life. And like, those are the people that become like the lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what differentiates those people from the others, but I'm sure that's a lot of stuff, but like, that's certainly a phenomenon that I've recognized before. Yeah. I have the same experience, like having lived in multiple places and, you know, you make the friends that you need at the time. And then it's, it's interesting to see which ones carry on. Mm -hmm. um, and I, yeah, I think I'm like really hung up on this like idea of like language around friendship. So like um, what makes like best friend doesn't feel like enough for some friends. Like some friends, like you're, it sounds like the friends you have that feel like family, but like, what is that? Like, what do we call those people? Um, it's something I'm trying to think about for myself, but I'm always curious about what other people think about that and how like the hierarchy of like, you know, family, partner, friend, like friend seems to fall last um, by like societal standards. But I feel like for me, some friends are 
up with family. And so it's mm-hmm. really interesting to think about how it's maybe not a hierarchy. It's, I definitely think it's not a hierarchy, but like, what does that look like? Um, and what do we call those friends who are like more than friends? Yeah. But, like yeah. Framily? I don't know. <laughs> Framily, that's good. I like that. <laughs> ultra, ultra friends. I don't know. Yeah. It's, there's yeah. certainly, there are people I would say, certainly from my North Park years, like college years, and then um, the the two childhood friends that I mentioned, there are a couple of people that I would put into the, the quality, the, the category of like, you are more to me than like a, whatever the, the word friend is, like that doesn't really define you. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you're closer to family. You sort of like walk this walk, both uh, worlds, like family and friend, or at least you're as close to me as a family member, but you're also, but you're not a family member, you're a right. friend. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, I would say, you know, a handful is not a lot, but probably like five to seven or so of those types of people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there can't be so many of those people. There's like no way. Right. Well, and the, if, there, if there are, if there is, then it sort of waters down the notion right. that these people are special for a certain reason. Yeah. Oh man. That's You're not like special the if there's a lot of you. <laughs> right. It's exactly. Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I'm also like really curious about you being a man and having some like hetero friends. Like, so, so being a straight man, what your friendships are like. Cause I only know my perspective being a woman and like communication is different. Like, all those things. Like, I would be curious to hear. Um, what that's like for you um yeah what that's like for you yeah I mean I think um it's interesting because there are some friends that and you know at at least right now when I say friend I am thinking about like really close friends but there's some really close friends that I have that we don't really talk about like we'll talk about each other's uh like what's going on in our lives and stuff Mm -hmm. but there are some friends that I tend to have less uh substantive conversations with like Mm -hmm. we'll talk about sports or we'll talk about politics or whatever what's in the news there are other people that i will have deeper conversations with about like you know relationships um dating uh romance and stuff like that um and then there's other people that i might have conversations with that are more you know uh like if you're going through a really difficult time like you know that's someone who you might talk to um, and it's, there's not necessarily, you know, one person that fits all of those different buckets. It's like some people I'm more comfortable talking to about relationships. Some people I'm more comfortable talking to about, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know if there's like spiritual or existential things going on in my life. Um, and then there's other people that I'll just like shoot the shit with for an hour and a half and we'll talk about like sports and, uh, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, why each of like why those people found those different roles in my life? I don't really know, but um, but I, I've certainly I'm aware that yeah, there are certain people. Take my friend Scott for example. I don't really talk to Scott too much about like women in my life, mm-hmm. um, and we never have for whatever reason. Um, we talk about almost everything else, but you know he might ask me, you know, are you dating anyone or like what's going on? But like we don't really talk about that very very substantively, whereas you know, my friend Derek, I might talk to a lot about that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's, 
it's just, it's interesting how, yeah, there's just like different people that I feel more comfortable going to with different mm -hmm. topics. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think like, I'm just thinking like for me, maybe there's something similar with that. Like certain people I'm gonna to talk to you about certain things, but it's like maybe less topic, topic focused and like, I don't know, like, but in the same way, I think it kind of is too, so. Um, yeah, I guess I've always been like a little curious because I think I almost like judge like male friendships because I assume they are a certain way. And um, yeah, and there's just like this curiosity around that because it's not something I've experienced. And I, um, yeah, but I, th I think it's like cool to hear how different people kind of fill different roles for you and what you're looking for in friendship. Yeah. And I think for me, the, the different topic thing, it's all sort of, it, it happens organically and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not like I'm sitting at home and I'm, you know, bummed out because I just broke up with someone and I'm like, I'm going to call this person. Cause that's who I want to talk to about this. It's more so I might be talking to somebody and, and there's something on my mind that maybe I haven't expressed to somebody um, personally yet. And, and I might, just kind of feel like, oh, this is the right moment to like bring this up and to talk about this. And, um, and it just so happens that like, it tends to be, yeah, certain people that I bring up certain things with. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily like an intentional thing. It's just sort of like, oh, for whatever reason, I feel comfortable coming to you with this. Yeah. That, is there anything that you don't bring up with your like male friends that you would bring up with like a female friend or a partner? Um, that's a good question. Probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. I think I'm depending on the person it's, it's interesting because I don't think I'm a super, um, emotional person or like, I'm not very forthcoming with my emotions typically. Um, so I'm not quick to, to want to talk about like personal stuff uh, often. I'm slow to bring up like personal things, whether it's, you know, spiritual or, or romance or, um, you know, if there's like a family crisis or something like that, a personal mm -hmm. crisis, if I'm like struggling with, um, you know, yeah, like a personal thing. Um, I think I would, there's nothing that I wouldn't bring up just with like a female partner, for example, that I, that's like totally off limits to anyone else. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because I think like, I, well, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I'm almost trying to like think of if there's a topic, you know, like sexuality and like sexual things um, that can be, you know, faux pas in certain, with certain friends, I think maybe. Um, but then again, like, I don't know. I, 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 I think ultimately there really isn't like, there, there's not much that I wouldn't say to a friend that I feel super comfortable with and close with that I wouldn't say to like a, um, yeah, like a, a significant other. Hmm. There's no limits, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, I appreciate that like hearing that because I think I, in my mind I make a lot of assumptions that like 
like some like straight men just like hold everything in and don't talk about how they feel so it's like that's a big judgment and like stereotype but I yeah I'm just super curious and I think that sounds really healthy what you described well, <laughs> like, I mean, let's let's be honest like I definitely hold stuff in and keep things to myself uh for the most part I think that's like um yeah it's a personal characteristic that I've I think I inherited from my dad and then um and then also just sort of it might be sort of my natural predisposition um but I can't it's like there there are certain like you know it's not like I can hold it in hold certain things in forever yeah um, because that's not healthy and and also like I I value you know with, with certain friends when it gets to that point it's like not only do you want to confide in them about certain things we also value their perspective on certain things right. and their um and you trust that you know that if you come to them with a certain thing that they'll hear you and that they'll also um be able to give you not necessarily good advice, although sometimes that might be what you're looking for, but just like to be able to give you words of comfort or affirmation or whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't think I necessarily reserve, um, like I, I, I might, I'm not quick to, to bring up that kind of stuff, but when I get to a certain point with people, then it's almost like, okay, now you've crossed the threshold where like, there's really nothing that I won't tell you for the most part except maybe if it's like something that I literally wouldn't tell almost anyone. Yeah, that's fair. If that we, makes all, sense. we all have that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I'm, I'm almost just thinking through to, to now my own like gender stereotypes. Um, cause like there's stuff that I don't share with people cause I, for whatever reason, my personality, I need to process it or I want to deal with it myself and it take it just like, certain types of friends pull it out of me or not. Um, but yeah, I, so I think it's just interesting to maybe gender isn't as, I'm sure it like plays a role in friendship in like in some form, but maybe not as like clear. I'm box, I've been boxing it in maybe for mm -hmm. a while without realizing it. So, yeah. I mean, I'll say just in the context of like, you know, going to friends with, with girl related things, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, I probably, I wasn't someone who was pretty quick to make like, um, platonic female friends, uh, probably not until I was in college, but, um, and like good platonic female friends, but you know, there's only, it's like, if you take girl, girl related things or relationship related things to your guy friends, there's, there's a value, there's utility there because they can help you with some aspects of that. But I'm not going to lie. Like I was very, not relieved, but like, it was nice to have good female friends that I could bring relationship yeah. things to also, because right. like, I, at some point you just get tired of the male perspective and you're like, <laughs> well, you, you dudes can only tell me or help me out right. so much. Like it's, it's, it's really useful to get a female's perspective on like, on in, you know, in my case, a, you know, hetero relationships and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and, and it's, it's interesting. Cause like you, you sort of like, I don't know. I feel like male and female friends can complement each other in the perspectives they bring to, you know, it's st sticking with like the relationship topic, but like, you know, there are certain things that you can get from in having a conversation with male friends. You, there's certain things you can get in having a conversation with female friends. And I think they, they're not necessarily redundant. It's like they complement each other. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I found that to be 
nice. Yeah, that makes sense. That, and I think that's true for me too. Like, hopefully, it's true for a lot of people. Yeah, I hope it's true for everybody. <laughs> and we and we all get different perspectives from different people, but, um, yeah, lots to like think about. I want to change it up like just a little bit, but I was wondering if you've had any like like friend breakups or like ending of friendships, whether maybe like not dramatic, but, or maybe dramatic mm. that you want yeah. to share. I can't really say that I have, to be honest. Um, I've, I've not really had a friend and in particular a close friend that I've had a falling out with, like in how you're describing it. Okay. Like I've grown apart from friends yeah. um, and stopped communicating with them as much. Um, but I haven't had necessarily like a dramatic or, um, or even just like sort of um, confrontational or whatever breakup with a friend like that. Um, okay. I don't know if it's, I think maybe I just gotten lucky in that regard. Yeah. I don't know. Haven't had any like, issue where if there's been like a deep sense of betrayal one way or the other. Um, I think probably the closest that I got to that was <laughs> the summer or not the summer, the semester that I studied abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, me and one of my close friends, I think were both interested in the same Swedish girl <laughs> and, um, and towards the end of the semester, like in a long story short, none of us, like no, nothing happened with us, like right. with either of us and this girl, but we were both really into her. And um, at the very end of the semester, like I hung out with her a couple times, like one-on-one. And I think he really took that personally. And he was like, for the next semester um, in college, he was just different mm. around me. Yeah. Um, but then the nice thing is, we, we basically like got to a point that next semester where we like just hashed it out and, um, and talked it out and then it, and then it, it was fine. And then like, it's never been a thing again. Hmm. So um, yeah, I think that's maybe like the closest I can think of. Cause like had either one of us actually been like romantically involved with that girl and then there was like a betrayal or like, you know, a feeling of betrayal, mm-hmm. maybe that could have like gone deeper, but um yeah, I think that's the closest I've ever gotten. And, and we, we, you know, patch things over. So um, I think I've just been kind of fortunate that I've never had like a really gut wrenching. Yeah. Like breakup with a friend. Yeah. I wonder if it's also. Gen- like I'd be curious to hear of any like uh, guys who've had friends, friend breakups. Maybe you are lucky. Like I'm sure it happens to everybody, but um yeah it's it's like can be really traumatic <laughs> oh i'm sure uh, it's, it's probably like you know it's no different than i would imagine than losing a family member or losing mm-hmm. you know a significant other to, yeah. to a breakup it's like there's a void and a hole in your life that right you know that yeah that so and also getting to the point where you want to end it because or like mm. yeah that's not fun either right like deciding that that's the thing or um, yeah, if, you, if you've reached that conclusion, then, um, you know, whatever transpired to get you to that point probably wasn't very fun either. Right. No, that's true. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But sometimes it's also 
needed like yeah like getting to that point where it's not you're not investing in the same way in that person anymore it's like a healthy thing mm-hmm. um so i probably could probably talk about that that's not something i want to get into on this podcast but all right no i have stories um okay do you have any experiences where a friend has gone from an acquaintance to like a really close friend and like what was that transformation like yeah i would say uh the first person that comes to my mind is my friend igor who i taught with in sweden for two years um he's canadian he's a couple years older than i am um and he's one of those guys where the first time i met him i thought he was kind of standoffish mm-hmm. and he was just sort of like i felt like in the first couple times you hung out and this is in the context of like you know we're we're new teachers we were like part of a group of new teachers that were at the school in sweden and so we spent you know quite a bit of time with each other that first semester and um like initially when we first were hanging out i kind of felt like igor was just like kind of generally dismissive of okay. and not just of me but just like of people and uh and yeah he just he had kind of like an abrasive personality a little bit and so i started off not not really liking him a whole lot and also <laughs> thinking that he didn't really like me either um but then it turns out that like in in some way that's just his personality like he just he has a way about him that you kind of have to to learn and to get used to and then once you realize that like he's not this is just kind of the way he is like he's not meaning for you to to take things personally um so i i recognized that finally and that helped a little bit but then also like igor is just one of those igor is like he's like an onion where um, <laughs> i love that <laughs> like you, you kind of have to do a little bit of work to like to figure out what makes him tick and also to figure out like he's somebody who or maybe the onion's not the right metaphor he's like an iceberg like what he presents to you is only like 10% of like the substance of what he is and so um and he he sort of gradually reveals that as you spend more time with him and get to know him better so i think for somebody like igor it was just sort of like it took probably almost a full year for me to get to a point where i was like oh not only do i kind of like this guy like i actually kind of really like him and i think he also like not only likes but like cares about me too mm, yeah. um and so and now um you know we we've known each other now for almost a decade or actually like more than a decade um and even though we've not you know it's been 9 years since we both left sweden and went to our respective home countries mm-hmm. and i've only seen him you know two or three times since then but like he's still somebody that you know he's one of those guys that you know when i mentioned earlier like loyalty yeah. he's just one of those guys who you know is just like will be a loyal friend like forever mm-hmm. um so yeah he's probably the first person that comes to my mind where i think of like somebody where there was like a you know it maybe didn't start start off on the right foot and then ended up being like a really close friend that's cool what made you like since he was standoffish a little bit or or you had that perception like what made you pursue that is it because you were working together so you kind of had to or yeah. like was there something okay it was pretty much that it was like we were working together uh, so we were colleagues and so i i was going to be around him regardless but then also um it, it's hard to kind of 
explain the dynamic of like moving abroad and not really knowing anyone mm -hmm. and and you sort of you instinctively glom on to in this case the other expats who were there who yeah. were like brand new and gen tended to be kind of young and also tended to be native english speakers and so we just sort of like had this cohort that we were given um and we were going to spend a lot of time with each other probably regardless right that makes sense i kind of like that like you're sort of forced into it like brought together by the, the universe or whatever yeah. but um but then the time makes you get to know someone which i think is really special yeah i've been thinking a little bit about like friendships in my older adult life well i'm not an older adult but like not my like in my 30s so becoming friends with new people in right. new york for example and how like it just takes more time and i just actually talked with my like a really good friend about we became friends like just a couple years ago but we were roommates so we lived together and we had like so much time to spend together but like i'm curious about what friendships have looked like for you in your adult life like does it take longer to get close with somebody or um does it look different like being close with somebody in your old or does it faster because you you know yourself better like what has your experience been like i think so i sort of segment my uh as you were saying your your adult life i sort of <laughs> i segment my life as like pre sweden and post sweden because okay. you know i Graduated in 2006, lived in Chicago for a couple of years with a lot of friends, had a, an amazing time. But then three years after I graduated, I moved to Sweden and I was there for two years. So that kind of like goes up through, basically up through my 20s. Um, I think when I moved back to the US, I was, um, I was maybe like 28 or something. Um, but so basically like most of my 30s or all of my 30s, I've spent here in Madison um, as a grad student. And so I think, when I first got to Madison, um, there were a couple people that I made really close friends with like very, very quickly. Um, they also happened to be in my cohort or were like, you know, maybe one year they had started grad school one year in front of me, but they were in my program and we just sort of like, you know, spent time together and hit it off. Mm -hmm. um, so there were like two guys in particular or three, I, I guess, um, who like the friendships that we made felt like college again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that dynamic. Um, but I think outside of those three guys, um, most of the friends that I've made here, um, have, it's been a, a bit of a slower process. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a number of things to account for that. I think one of, one of them is that I've, I've lived alone for the last decade. Yeah. So wow. when you live alone, yeah, you just don't engage in as much social stuff. Right. And, um, and so there's just not as many opportunities, I think, like to, you know, you might meet someone, but then you might go a little wise, a little while without seeing them again. Um, and so just like that intermittency, I think it takes a little bit more time. Um, but also I think for me in particular, a big factor has been like, I, I tend to have what I would consider to be like a, f like a friend bank, right. Um, or like a, fr a friend container. And it doesn't take a whole lot to fill up that container and get me to the point where it's like, yep, I'm good. Like <laughs> I'm maxed out on my, like, I feel, <laughs> I, I feel, um, you know, like that I'm, yeah, maxed out on friends. Um, I'm satiated from like a friend standpoint. Yeah. 
Um, and at that point, I don't necessarily want more friends. Yeah. <laughs> like totally. I'm not seeking out those types of relationships. So I think like, you know, at a certain point in my life, I got to a point where I was just like, yeah, I have a, you know, a good collection of what I've considered to be really close friends. I'm not necessarily like in the market for, <laughs> for more friends. Um, and so when you have that mindset, you know, there are still people that you'll meet that like break through that mindset and you're like, Oh, like we need to be friends. Right. Um, but it does make it harder to, you know, you just don't put yourself out there as much. Yeah. That's so interesting. And like maybe living in a smaller city, um, impacts that I was just thinking like in New York you're constantly like surrounded by people all the time and you can engage with them or not I mean I don't like on the subway I'm not like be my friend but like I'm at social things and it's like more chance to interact Mm -hmm. um but I think that's really interesting the friend bank like I mean I think there's something to that like how many friends do we need? Like you said before, in, in terms of close friends, you can only have so many, otherwise it's sort of watered down. And like how many friends does one need? It would be different for everyone, but like knowing where that is and feeling like good about it. But then those those friends who like break through it, those, yeah. are, those are the Those are the special ones. Yeah, those are the special ones for sure. Yeah, I think in, intuitively, and like you said, it's different for everybody. I have some friends that or I, I know people that um, just seem to have a ton of friends and like they are really good at like keeping up with all of their friends. They just have like a larger capacity, I think for, they're more social, I think generally and just have a larger capacity for, to maintain a lot of close friendships. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm not quite as like, yeah, social, I guess. And so it doesn't take a lot of friends to just like fill up that bank and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I think I'm the opposite. I, I really value close friendships and I don't think I can like give myself to a lot of people in that way. But I also love meeting new people. Like I'm always like, like during that we're in a pandemic right now, we're in quarantine. Like my opportunity to meet new people mm-hmm. has gone down drastically and it's really hard on me. Like I'm like, ah, oh, new people, I miss new people. Like that excitement of meeting someone new and connecting. Um, so yeah, I think our, our bank levels, everyone's is just like so unique to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very, it's a very like specific to each individual and, yeah. and you just kind of, you know, intuitively like when your, your friend bank is, right. is, is filling up, you're just yeah. like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, you know, I might meet someone and, and we might have a good conversation, but then I'm like, uh, do I want to keep in touch with you? Do I want to give you my number? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll bump into you again. You know, it's right. just, yeah up to fate yeah yeah and also like being realistic about your friend bank like do i think i have a more capacity than i actually do probably (laughs) so then it's like figuring out what that looks like and being honest with myself about it yeah and that capacity probably changes too as you move on through life and yeah different life things happen you know in in college you have like a a limitless capacity to make new friends and make right. close friends because that's basically all you're doing. It's like you're studying and you're making friends and hanging right. out with friends. But then, you know, then you get older and, you know, in some cases you get married or have kids and it's like, you know, that's just life, life will also work to constrain or to allow more or less friends in your life. 
Yeah, it's so true. Are there any friends who you like have seen that happen? Like they had to pull back because of life changes and then like navigating through that. Oh yeah. I mean, most, most of my friends from North park are now married with, with children and have families. And so that has definitely changed the nature of our relationship, like how often we communicate and then like what we talk about when we do communicate, um, that's changed. And that's probably, you know, well, I know that's normal, but, um, you know, there's, it's like on one hand, the nostalgic part of me is like, oh, I miss the days when we could just like hang out at the bars and, you know, shoot the shit about whatever. Um, but on the other hand, it's like the conversations that we're having and the stuff we're talking about tends to be a little bit more like meaningful and important and, yeah. and you know, on, on a deeper level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun to, you know, be aware of a friendship as it progresses or changes and be able to reflect on like, oh, this is, you know, how things used to be. And now this is how they are. And mm-hmm. there's no, it's no better or worse. It's just like, that's how things are now. Yeah. Wow. So wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, True. With, with age. Yeah. And you're really getting up there. So just you know, kidding. You're not. We, don't, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um. I think that that's all the questions I have for, for right now. Do you have anything else that's like on your mind that I haven't asked that you're thinking about in terms of friendships? Um, I'll just add because I know that you, you know, in talking about this podcast, you were talking about how you wanted to have like a heterosexual guy um, to talk about friendships and stuff like that. Um, The one other thing that I think that, you know, I can, talk about or like speak to is having a brother and having a male sibling who functions both as like family, but also friend Mm -hmm. because, you know, and I know this isn't the case for, for, you know, all families. And so I'm grateful that my brother and I have a really close relationship, but like my brother is somebody who, um, I, I consider not just my brother, but also like probably my best friend. And so um, when you're able, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's fun to, to be able to have that. Um, yeah. And, and our relationship has changed quite a bit in the last year and a half um, because, you know, for the longest time, my brother was not somebody who I talked a lot about like super personal stuff with yeah. like my dad, <laughs> My dad raised my brother and I so that like we could talk to my dad on the phone for like two hours and we'd be talking about like Kansas City stuff and talking about sports. And then like you could hear my stepmom in the background saying, you know, like ask him how his life is doing or like ask him how he's doing. And so it's like it's just kind of how it was with with my dad or my brother. Um, if if it was any of the two of us like talking to each other on the phone, we'd, we could talk forever, but not necessarily about anything like particularly deep or mm-hmm. substantive. And then um, like a year and a half ago, I went through what was a pretty like, you know, emotional breakup for me. And um, my brother who happens to have, who happens to have like a master's in like marriage and family therapy. <laughs> I was, All right, I guess <laughs> he's probably somebody who I should reach out to and talk about this stuff. And so I then, and I had not before that talked with him much about relationships or that kind of stuff. Um, and it, 
and we had like some amazing conversations and he gave me like some incredible advice and like helped to keep, to keep me sort of like grounded and, and to like put perspective on things. And it definitely like altered the, the way that I viewed our relationship um, as brothers and also like our friendship. And I think like just made it a little bit deeper. Um, and so since then, um, yeah, I, I feel like ever since then, like we've always been super close, but like the, the nature of our closeness has changed and I think like gotten deeper, which has been fun. Yeah, I bet. And it's maintained like since that year and a half ago, like that kind of breakthrough, you've kept that closeness. Yeah, cause I mean like we, so he's lived in California for a decade and I've lived in Wisconsin for almost a decade and we haven't lived in the same city since like 2000 and, uh, 2009. Um, and so, you know, we, we typically would talk to each other on the phone for like, you know, maybe once a month yeah. at, at most. Um, but when we did talk, we talked for like, you know, two hours or whatever. Um, when we started talking in the wake of like this breakup that I had, we started talking like almost every week and that maintained for a while. Um, it's since dropped off, but that's also because he got engaged this year and he's, he's, he's busy with his own stuff. Um, so we don't talk quite as much, uh, as we did last year, but, yeah. um, but it still hasn't like that, that feeling and like that, um, yeah, like that extra level that it added to our relationship. Um, I don't feel like that's changed. That's really great. It's like interesting how sometimes it takes those like moments in our lives that we like really need somebody to shift a relationship. And then like what happens from that? It's like, it's the relationship has changed, but like in a positive way and it goes in this new direction or it's like more full. Um, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And it's like there, that potential probably was always there, but yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're driven to that point <laughs> out of necessity right? <laughs> and then, and then ends up being like a, a happy, a happy breakthrough, I guess, or yeah. Like a yeah. happy accident. Yes. It's like, Oh yeah, we can talk about girl stuff also in addition to, you know, sports and whatever else we talk about. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. And it's cool that it's your brother. I like, I, I think sibling relationships are a whole other thing that I find fascinating and just like really cool. Um, but to, to have your best friend and also be your brother is like really special. Yeah. I certainly, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. It's awesome. Too bad you guys can't live in the same place. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I think he's pretty well entrenched in Southern California at this point. And Ugh, who wants to stay there? Just I, that's, <laughs> wouldn't be my first choice of place to move, but um, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed if we ended up like you know living near each other again at some point, wherever yeah. that you know would be. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a teaching gig in Southern California. You never know. Maybe or New York. Well, <laughs> you, you New York centric people, it all revolves around I just, Manhattan, doesn't it? I'm, no, I live apple. in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> I got the borough wrong. You did. Very wrong. Um, no, it's okay. I forgive you. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me about this. Uh, definitely, there was a lot of insight for me to gather and I appreciate hearing your stories. My pleasure. Awesome. We'll catch you guys next time. You're not going to say any other gold nuggets if I stop recording, right? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>